and welcome to Around the Table, the podcast for Redemption Women in Tempe, Arizona. I'm Lori Green, and joining me at the table are Caitlin Anderson and Dina Rogers, the journal writing dream team. Dina asked me to say that. Oh, I didn't. (laughs) Oh, that's so kind. It's fun, though. It's a lot of fun. It is really fun. It actually is my dream that we get to do it. It's been super fun to do. Okay, so a different way of doing dream team. Yeah, Yeah. we'll take it. (laughs) All right, well, Caitlin and Dina are going to share with us some great information about our newest journal, Hebrews Looking to Jesus. For those of you who are unfamiliar with our format for Redemption Women, we do two seasons a year, spring and fall, where we break into some small groups that we call intentional discipleship or ID groups. And in those groups, we grow deeper in community and faith using scripture, prayer, and the Redemption Women Journal that we produce in-house. We also have large gather events, giving the women an opportunity to join together for meaningful discussion, teaching, worship, and community. The last big emphasis for us is our outward focus, where we join with a ministry in Tempe to love our neighbors. This season, our outward focus is redemption, foster care, kinship, and adoption. We'll be talking much more about the, um, this on future for, sorry podcasts um, and at our first gather event. So back to the journal, though. Um, I would imagine it's a little bit difficult to narrow down what you want to say um, for an entire book of the Bible. And so, Caitlin, can you tell me what the process is? How do you decide what you're going to focus on? Maybe some new things that you learned. Maybe just share with us, how do we end up with the journal? Right. So the process, when we pick the book, we really don't know what we're going to talk about. We pray, and as we're thinking about what book it is, and then we sort of decide on a book that we feel like God is leading us to, but then we read through it, and then we pray, and then we read again, and we pray, and we read again, and we pray. And there's just, at the beginning of it, a lot of just reading and studying and praying, and then Dina and I come together, and we talk about it. And one of my favorite things is after we've spent our own time studying, when we do come together, because... God really reveals different things to us, to each of us, as we read through the scripture. I mean, Dina has this amazing, rich knowledge of Jewish culture and the Old Testament and uh, just has this beautiful imagination when it comes to reading the scriptures. And so I love listening to what she sees as she reads through Hebrews and things that are really important to her um, that she wants to dive into deeper as we put together the journal. And then I just, I love exploring the context and the author and what he's trying to convey to the specific audience and sort of laying out the structure for the book, um, I feel like is more uh, more my contribution, I guess, to it. Um, And it's just really fun to get together and talk about it. I mean, Dina, how many times do we get together and we just kind of get giddy over the book as we're talking and then we're like, oh, we should have recorded that because that would have made a great great piece to write in the journal. Yeah, for sure. It is so much fun to, it's kind of like Christmas. It's kind of like there's something under the tree and we don't know what it is, but as we unwrap the gift Mm. as we pour ourselves into scripture and really let the Holy Spirit reveal truth to us. There's something, even though we've both read Hebrews before, we've both read and studied the particular passage that we're writing a journal about. Every single time, it seems like God is there and showing us 
new things and new connections. So yeah, it's right. been so much fun. Yeah. I think part of us sometimes th have thought we should be more efficient about this and we should just start <laughs> writing the questions right at the beginning or we should set up the structure. But we've really come to realize that the best way to get to the structure is to just sit with the story and really let the Holy Spirit kind of teach us and draw out certain truths that change us first mm -hmm. and then it helps us to put the journal together in a way that we hope the Holy Spirit will use in the lives of the women that use it. Matter of fact, that's always our prayer. Yeah. Lord, help us to ask the right questions so you can be the teacher. So yeah, right. it's been a blast though, yeah. it's so fun. Even this morning, I was reading through Hebrews again, just kind of preparing for, I knew we were going to record this podcast today, and I wanted to refresh on it. And Hebrews is, you know, where we get the verse that says the word of God is alive and active. Oh, yeah. um, and, right. and it really, what I mean, this morning, I've read through Hebrews, I don't know, maybe 50 times this year or more. And even this morning, I was looking at new things and saying, oh, how did I not see that before? And how did I miss this? And oh, this is so amazing. Um, because you really, the Holy Spirit really does reveal um, different things to you and gives you eyes to see different things every yeah, time you read. Yeah, sure. Matter of fact, don't you feel like we've just spent a bunch of times write, time writing the journal, but as we sit down with our ID groups this season and get into it, it's going to be like a whole new thing. And we'll right. probably see stuff that we didn't even see when we were writing it because of how it is alive. Yeah, reading it in community really is even different than putting sure. together yeah. this journal. But Dina, what are some of the new things that kind of popped out to you? What are some things that surprised you? Yeah, you um, a few things. One, I was surprised at how many times the word therefore is mm. in the journal. And we're going to call that out. We did call that out. I'm sorry. Yeah. How many times the word therefore is in Hebrews? Right. Um, I think like 25 or 26 times. Um, which really just reminded me of how intentional the author was. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you this piece of the story so that you know this about Jesus or you know this about God or right. so that this redemptive story makes more sense or so that as a believer you choose to act in this way. Right. But it was very, very intentional. Mm -hmm. So I loved that. Um, and then I was also really surprised pleasantly surprised at the emphasis on drawing near mm. that this whole redemptive story is more than about um we're bad and god is wants to make us good it's that he loves us and wants to draw us near and that's the the big picture of redemption the big reason for our for his atonement and our forgiveness to draw us near so those were both really um I just loved that. They were just yeah. really interesting to me. That's amazing to me when I think about, as I read through Hebrews, that, you know, it connects so much to the Old Testament. And, you know, Hebrews 11 has all of those hall of fame of faith, you know, mm -hmm. as it's called. But it reminds us of the old stories, you know, the God who parted the Red Sea and the God who made bread rain down from heaven and meat come up from the dew of the ground and the God who sent the plague so that his people could be set free, as we were talking about in service um, this week. And that God is the same God that says, draw near to yeah. me. Like yeah. the same God that Jesus sits at his right hand and 
they say, draw near. You know, when I pray, I'm praying to that same God. Yeah. And that just blows me away as I read through the book of Hebrews that how the author connects that, that this amazing big God is also the God that says, I love you, come to me. Yeah, that their story is our story. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy to me. It helps me know that even though that those stories happened so long ago, and sometimes life seems long, mm-hmm. the long middle really matters in the way God tells a story. And since we know that he is our hope, we can trust him for the middle of the story. Mm-hmm. And I just, it helps me like breathe a little bit more freely, knowing that we're in this good story. Yeah. What are some cool things that you guys have seen? I know of a few of them. See if, if what you think that kind of I maybe affirmed that the right book of the Bible was chosen or the right subject mm-hmm. was chosen for writing of this journal. We've this is the fifth journal. Right. So the first one was Colossians. Second one was Genesis. Third mm-hmm. was James. Fourth was prayer. And now we're in Hebrews. So what are some things that have happened? Like maybe. A memory verse that we had from right. prayer? Or yeah. That, yeah, that was one of the first things that struck me is when we did the prayer journal last season, uh, we were reading through all these chapters on prayer and Psalm 8 really struck me. And I came to you and said, Dina, this has to be our memory verse. It just struck me. And I thought that I just you know, fell in love with the beauty of the verse, which I did. Mm-hmm. But then when we got into studying Hebrews, we see, I think in Hebrews 2, that Psalm 8 is quoted in it. And yeah. I was just like, God, I had no idea, you know, six months ago, seven months ago when I said, oh, I love this, this, we should use this for our memory verse, that you also knew it would connect to mm-hmm. what we were setting in the fall. And he's really done that with so many of our studies here. We think, oh, we're choosing to study James. We're choosing to study prayer. But the Holy Spirit has really weaved it all together in this perfect order. Um, and I'm really excited to study Hebrews after coming off of prayer. Yeah, for sure. I think for both of us, one of our biggest desires is that women get a picture of the whole story. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things that drew us to Hebrews. But only God knew that at the exact season that we would be studying Hebrews and really hoping that women could also be grounded in the Old Testament story, that here at Redemption, the series is on Exodus. Right. And if you just come to church, you have the perfect background for what we're going to be doing in in Hebrews. Like only God put that together because we are not that good. <laughs> well, <and that's, laughs> we didn't talk to anybody about it. Right, and it's redemption wide. It's not just our Tempe congregation. It's right. nine campuses that this has been planned that we didn't know how that would play into it. Mm-hmm. And when you guys were studying Hebrews and I was reading along too, we said that the writer expected that the audience knew that whole backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we said, well, we're going to have to really make sure that the women that are reading this journal, they also know that backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what a gift that Ricardo is giving the backstory right yeah. now. It's amazing. I think the other thing is that um, this fall or this whole school year in our redemption communities, the Formed Project are these practices that help us be very intentional about discipleship mm. and living in God's presence and drawing near. Mm. And I think the big takeaway from Hebrews, like I said before, is that God is inviting us to draw near. And mm-hmm. Caitlin, we had talked earlier this year about how do we how do we also put into the journal, how do we practice the presence of God? Mm-hmm. And 
um, these resources that we're going to be able to kind of piggyback on and learn from our redemption communities are the perfect expression of, I think, what we're learning in Hebrews. Right. And in Hebrews, you know, he talks so much about how you have to do this in community, that these spirit form practices are best in community, you know, exhort one another. He says, be in community together. And he even calls some out. He says, I know some of you are not doing that, not in those specific words, but he says, you guys need to be in community with each other. You need to exhort one another. You need to encourage each other. You need to be with each other or else you're going to fall away. You can't do this alone. So you def- you need to do these spirit form practices and you need to do it in community with each other. Yeah. That song that Aaron's been leading in church lately, A Million Saints, oh, is like also part of Hebrews, like community, but also the wider community of the whole church. We're mm-hmm. surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. We're not even just our small groups or just Redemption Women or just Redemption Tempe. Mm-hmm. We're part of this great community of saints because of Jesus. So I just feel like there's a lot of pieces. I hope that she, I think she will. I hope she leads us in that song mm-hmm. sometime during the season because it's so perfect. Oh, that'd be great. Well, I hope that kind of whet your appetite for following along and getting a Hebrews journal and coming together. Um, but we, one of the very first ID questions in the Hebrews journal, uh, we asked the women to share their faith stories. And we've been asking women to share their stories this summer on the podcast. So Caitlin, we were hoping while you're here today that you would share yours. Sure. I was thinking about this and it's hard to you know narrow down what you're going to say because my faith story is an ongoing story. You know, when we look at in Hebrews 11, the Hall of Fame of Faith or whatever, all these people that um, the writer says were um, had great faith, they lived lives that I'm living, that they had moments of great faith and moments of failure. And then another glimpse of faith and moments of failure. And that's kind of and the story that I'm living right now. But I guess my faith story begins sort of two parts. I um, grew up in a Christian home. And so I, I believed in Jesus. I can't even remember when I started believing in Jesus, but I just sort of always believed in him. My parents did a great job of um, teaching us the story and teaching that he saved us. And um, I just can never remember a time that I didn't believe that. And I went to Christian school all the way up through eighth grade. Um, but I had in middle school a lot of people that said that they believed in Jesus that were you know, really mean to me. And I had bad experiences, which a lot of us probably had in middle school too. (laughs) But I had this moment when I went off to public high school where I had this kind of talk with Jesus. And I was like, Jesus, I believe in you, but I'm not going to hang out with other Christians. And I'm not really going to follow you right now because there are these other things of the world that are really enticing to me that I know you would call sins. And I sort of want to do them. Um, So through high school, I just kind of did my own thing. I still believed, I guess, but I wasn't following Jesus. And you guys can all imagine how that turned out. Um, It was my high school years were very, very rough. And by the senior year, my senior year of high school, the things that enticed me so much in the world had brought pain and destruction and sorrow that I couldn't have even imagined that they would have brought into my life. And I was sort of at the bottom. And I knew that I wanted to get back to God. 
but I didn't feel like I could go to him as I was. And so I started trying to fix my life, fix myself. Okay, try to stop doing this sin, and I'm going to start going to church, and I'll bring my Bible with me. That'll get me closer to him. And um, trying to fix myself so that I can come to God. And it didn't work out very well. <laughs> and I was failing. I couldn't fix myself as hard as I tried. I could not fix myself. And my family and I were on this um, trip. We went to one of those, like, all-inclusive resorts the summer before I went off to college and I was laying in this hammock on the beach in Mexico and just feeling like I'm never going to be able to come back to God because I have tried for months and months to fix myself so that I could and I can't do it and the spirit spoke to me so clearly in that moment and said give up put your hands up and let me carry you and we'll walk the rest of this together and and that's what he's done for you know that was 14 years ago now and those 14 years i've had tons of moments of faithlessness but god has been faithful and carried me through it all and i think my faith story isn't a story of my great faith but the faithfulness of god to carry me even in my lack of faith oh so powerful that. yeah Good. And it did kind of make me think of Holly, Holly Butler saying that she likes to meet with Beach Jesus. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> He's in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I think I met him too. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, I want to thank Caitlin and Dina for joining us today and for all of the work that they've put into write all five of these wonderful journals. I've learned so much through their efforts, and I hope you have too. Thank you for listening in today. We would love to have you join us. Um, next time as we um, play the audio for the first gather event for more information about redemption women um, to join an id group and more information about the gather schedule please see um, info in our notes for this podcast this has been around the table where we gather around the podcast table disciple one another towards jesus and immerse ourselves in scripture Mm -hmm.